Well, friends, welcome back here to the Wild at Heart podcast in the week of March 27th. We are in the fourth installment of a five-part series on the romance, the larger story, the pursuit of the heart. But before we share with you this week's special treat, let's do what we always do. Take a moment, center ourselves, check in with our own soul, tune in to the presence of God, and use the practice of benevolent detachment to let everything else go right now. Your kids, your work, the world, the news, all of it. You can do it for a moment. Just pause and release all things. And we release all things in order to have you, God. I need you more than anything else in the world. Come to me now. Come to me here. Restore my soul through union with you, in Jesus' name. I said we had another treat for you, and we're going to go back into the archives this week, but this time it is Craig McConnell that you're going to hear. So after Brent passed away, after he stepped into the fullness of the kingdom of God, Craig, my dear friend of 40 years from Los Angeles, came and began to teach and to travel and to do the Sacred Romance Conferences with me. He brought his own style. He brought his (laughs) delicious sense of humor to it. And this talk is on Less Wild Lovers. And Craig would do this talk in, in such a winsome way we thought you would really enjoy hearing him and hearing his voice again. Some of the other characters in the story, we have, we have God, our rescuer. We have an adversary. We're the beloved. And, and then there are these mischievous characters, these counterfeit lovers. And... This is more than just kind of a conceptual idea. So much of our battle with the adversary comes down to our love affairs, the affairs of our heart. Ezekiel screamed to the people of God, How degenerate is your heart, says the Lord God. Seeing you do all these things, the deeds of a brazen Brazen harlot. The ultimate and the bottom root issue of all our sin is an idolatry. It is a giving of ourselves, that which is only for God, to someone else. I recently uh, was reading Anne Lamont's book, Tender Mercies. And in one section, she said that so much of my life, I feel like I am an old greyhound racing dog who's retiring and realizes that the rabbit I've been chasing all my life 
is mechanical. I haven't even been chasing a real rabbit. And for many of us, a deep look into our heart and and through the daily living of life, we can begin to see with our eyes how we're turning to counterfeit lovers. You know, I, I did not want to tell this story. I've been fighting this all day, but I can't get rid of it. So I feel like I'm going to tell you this. Last night, I mean, John and I are here. Our heart's desire is to allow God somehow through these words and films to speak to your heart. We pray before we come. We do the battle and the warfare. And and last night as I was sharing, as, as John talked about a bit, I mean, when, when my time was over last night, I mean, loser, you blew it. Are you kidding me? That's your best stuff? <laughs> and and I, I was just hearing these accusations of just, you, have, you are a seagull. You were just squawking away. And, uh, you know, I'm battling that, and, 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 you know, inside, no, that's not true. That is not true. And, and, and doing some of this battle with these accusations. And John and I, when we left here, went back to uh, where we're staying. And we had a wonderful time of prayer. And just, again, laying it out, Lord, this is for you. This is your work. This isn't about us. And... And we just want to stand above temptation and pride and, and this being our story, our thing. And I mean, amen, amen, yes, Lord. And uh, John stays in his room. I go into mine. And, uh, you know, very slowly and subtly that, that voice comes back. And where's a, a man who loves God go when he's accused? Where's a man go? Where's a person? Where's a woman go? When something inside seems to be saying, you don't have what it takes. You aren't beautiful. You have nothing to give. You are a seagull. You are ugly. And with the anger or the frustration or the disappointment or that turmoil you feel, I can tell you where my true heart wants to go and where I do go a lot of times is to God. He's my refuge. He's my rock. He's a strong tower for the righteous. I mean, he says, abide in me. And he gives us an invitation to come. Come and experience an abundant life, a life that can stand the storms and the accusations and the lies and the failures and the pain. Come to me. I long to do that. And I do more now, maybe than a year or two years ago. I mean, I, I want to be, and I am the man who, in that wrestling match, turns to him. But as I'm in my room, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of allowing this thing to happen, and, and I didn't jump on it. I didn't jump on it. It's just a subtle little thought, but you know, you know what would really be good right now? Something to eat. This, this hotel doesn't have a restaurant. I'll bet you there's a vending machine down the hall. 
go down the hall. I'm in my socks and, and uh, T-shirt on it. <sighs> Vending machine. 50 cents. A little bag of salty chips. But dang it, that bag, you know, if it didn't get stuck, you know, the little things go around and fall. <laughs> now, that was God saying, no, don't go there. Stop. And I wish I could say I did. (laughs) I mean, it's really embarrassing to say this. Because I ran back to my room, got another 50 cents. And now the thinking was, I don't want to lose 50 cents. So put my other 50 cents in, and guess what? Two bags. I go back to my office, and you know how they taste doesn't really matter? You just throw it down. And after I demolished one and a half bags, I said, what am I doing? I had crumbs on my face, on my hands. (laughs) God says, I'm a refreshing well of water. Jeremiah 2. I offer you everything you need. But my people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me to dig cisterns. Cisterns that don't hold any water. Why do people go to those cisterns? Why do we turn to potato chips, exercise, whatever we do? So there I sat last night, having had a wonderful opportunity of ministry, a wonderful time of prayer, and, and, and God even intervening, this, this bag of chips stalled there. But I, I had something in me, runs back, gets back, gets the bag, you know. I turned to a counterfeit lover. And you know how I felt right then, right? That, that, that immediate feeling of the chips providing some answer. I mean, I don't go to the living God. I go to a bag of chips. The comfort was so short and so little. And it doesn't compensate or surpass the guilt and the shame and the condemnation that follows. I'm ashamed, but I'm like you. And don't we all run to other lovers and forsake our true love? Why do we do that? We were designed to be, have an ex- spiritual exhilaration that Christ offers. And the Christian is in spiritual danger if he allows himself to go any length of time without tasting the full comfort, the sweet presence of Christ. Let me ask you, has your Christian life taken your breath away? Has it been a long, dry season? We can't last long without the communing grace that comes from Christ. And so, let me say, if it has been a season, I wonder what other lovers you've turned to. Because the truth is, How long can we really hold out for something that we really want before we give up? 
And if it's not Christ who's taking your breath away, if it's not Christ who's giving you comfort and hope and resolving the issues of stress and anxiety and failure and hopelessness and, and whatever it is that plagues us and bothers us, if it's not Christ, something else will. And my Christian journey is a path strewn with idols that I've turned to. Running and jogging and adventure, being the nice guy, trying to be the know-it-all, chips and food and all, you name it. It seems like at some point along the path, I've tried it. If Christ doesn't take your breath away, we'll look for something that does. And what we end up doing is living out these these false selves, these lives, these lives that are involved, these secret liaisons with other people. I mean, I don't have to tell you I did that thing with the chips. And it'd be easy to be up here a poser, trying to present myself as something I'm not yet. And I tell you that to, to recognize when we're turning to these things isn't so much of our lives something similar to that. I mean, we, we're keen to learn how to make it work. How to make it work. How to get what we want without God. And that bag of chips seems so much more accessible and quicker than going back to my room and battling with temptation and battling with, no, no. And sometimes... Sometimes we'll settle for just a bit of comfort rather than enduring the work or the pain and and wrestling with things to to know God and to get the comfort he, He offers. What are some of the other lovers we choose for intimacy other than God? I mean, if there's two general categories, one is indulgence. C.S. Lewis said, perfect love, we know, casts out fear. But so do several other things. Ignorance, alcohol, passion, presumption, and stupidity. I mean, I, I'm a, I've been a big supporter of indulgence through my life. It's one of the counterfeit lovers I've turned to. How about you? It's the exercise. What is it? Is it that extra glass of wine? Is it the food? What is it that you indulge in? Where do you go in times of stress, anxiety, frustration, anger? Where do you abide? Catch yourself this week. Find yourself as you're going there. Be keen and alert to the to the adulterers who are luring you away from God. And when you can, as quick as you can, no, no, and run, bind, rebuke, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Another one is control. I happen to be pretty experienced in this area, too. Come over to my house... John will vouch for me. My garage has everything labeled. <laughs> and John asked an interesting question. I mean, I'm, I'm the only man in our home. 
He says, you're the only guy here. Why do you have to label everything? Don't you know where it goes? I don't think he understands. And I I don't think my wife understands either when I try and alphabetize the spice rack. Now let me ask you, let's take a minute and do a little exercise. What are some of the counterfeit lovers you turn to? We only have a short time. Now for some of you, that's not enough time to list them all. But for others of you, try and be honest and ask yourself, where do you go when you're feeling stress and pressure, anger, anxiety? Sketch out some thoughts. I think it's important that you remember your heart. Now, as I was chomping on those potato chips, and when I caught myself finally, I went, this isn't me. This on some level is my desire to eat a bag of chips and get some comfort. But you know, on the deepest level, Craig McConnell doesn't want any affairs and unfaithfulness. I want God. And that is true of me as it is you. Remember your heart. And this isn't what we want. Name out, confess those other lovers. And recognize it's, it's an emptiness in us that drives us, that seems to justify us going to our other gods. And, and that points out my greater need for him. I mean, I am needy of the work of God. And now that becomes my pursuit. It becomes my pursuit. I happen to observe Lent. And that's just a couple of weeks away. And I've got a couple of things I'm putting out there I'm going to abstain from just suspecting what impact will that have on me. And I'm going to use some of those attachments and things that are important to me, pull away from them, and draw close to God. You might consider that this Lenten season. And realize that the yearnings that drive us to other things are at the base truly a yearning for God. And the battle of our lives is to stay there, not to run, to stay there, to run to the tower of the Lord. And as you go from this place, when the conference is done, to be crying out, to be journaling, to be writing out, not just your successes, but identify, oh, name where you turn to the idols and the other lovers. Catch it, quick, name it. Begin to see the theme, the pattern. Look at your life. Where do you go? What do you do? Lord, you have heard our hearts. And our hearts' adoration of you comes as we have known your heart. Give you ourselves in Christ's name. Amen. Gosh, it's good to hear his voice again. If you would like to hear more from this series, and this is a a separate series, it's Craig McConnell and I doing the Sacred Romance in a conference that we would uh, tour around the country. We're going to also post this 
at wildatheart.org backslash sacred romance. And you can listen to the full conference series as well. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.